All right, all right, all right, man. Good morning to you. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Give me just a second. We are broadcasting across all of our different platforms, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook Live as well. Uh, so give me just a second, and uh, we will uh, get this show on the road. I'm just hitting this like button, the share button, let people know that we're here. And then we'll begin uh, as we continue to go along in the book, Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough and uh napoleon hill good morning to you by the way while you guys are connecting with us live here go ahead and hit that like button that share button let, let people know that we're here also uh if you could do me a favor let us know where you're connecting from what city what state what city what state you're connected from go ahead and do that we want to say good morning to you by the way for those that are joining us live and a good day to you that might be joining us at some later time it's the new black wall street book club where black folk do read reading rainbow 2.0 with a purpose it's time to get this show on the road Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new, new black Wall Street book club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never get it up. Literature's for the masses. Where to put your money down, now how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. We all just come together, there's no limit for us. Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. All right, my beautiful people, man. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the New Black Wall Street Book Club. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprise and ERGJ Black Bazaar, international best-selling author of the book, The Black Billionaire's Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of 12 rich black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. Uh, not only is it a book, but it's also a club as well that you can be a part of. You can choose. Everybody put a console choice. You have a choice. You can choose to join. And there in that club, we do have um, personal development and business development mastermind groups where we work together to help you to grow. Uh, also, financial literacy classes to teach you about money, sales training to teach you how to make more money, and then also investment education to teach you how to make your money work harder for you than you work for it. And that's a, that's a choice. That's something you have to you choose if you want to do that. Um, today's episode is sponsored by ERGJ Black Bazaar, uh, and that is the Afrocentric Marketplace. And they got a good quality book that you might want to consider getting for your for yourself and your child. It's called Wesley Learns Credit. Wesley Learns Credit. This book uh, is written by a black man, uh, to, and he he wanted to teach his five year old about concepts of credit. You can pick this book up at ERGJ Black Bazaar in our bookstore. We only got a few copies left, so you can pick you up a nice quality uh, children's book. It's, uh, it's introducing the first time ever a fictional children's book offering a kid-friendly peek into the world of credit. How I many guys wish you would have learned about credit at a young age instead of waiting until you was in debt to learn about it, if you have learned about it at all? And so you can pick that up as well. Uh, if you are an author and you've written a book uh, and uh, you think that that'll be uh, something that'll go good for what we do here, make sure you inbox us, let us know. We'd love to review your work and see if we can add it to our rotation. And as a business owner, if you have a product or service that you'd like to promote through our network, uh, through this show, then go ahead and inbox us and let us know about that as well. We love to talk to you about sponsorship opportunities for you to be a broadcast across our 18,000 some odd followers uh, across YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and then also our podcast. That's something that you can follow as well. MBWS Book Club, the podcast. So that's all the announcements thus far. Let's get right into this thing today. Of course, we do start our time here with our daily uh, motivations for African-American success. 
our daily motivation for African-American success today is January 24th. This comes from another book written by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. We'll be reading this every day, January 24th. And today's title is Green with Envy. Green with Envy. And our, uh, our quote of the day comes from a lady named Sarah Vaughn, who is a jazz legend. She says, some of us aren't prepared to accept success, especially someone else's. Some of us aren't prepared to accept success, especially someone else's. Here's our passage for today. Once upon a time, there were two shopkeepers who were bitter rivals. Their stores were across the street from each, their stores were across the street from each other. And they would spend the better part of each day sitting in the doorway, each keeping an eye on the other's business. One night an angel appeared to one of the shopkeepers in a dream and said, God has sent me to teach you a lesson. He'll give you anything you ask for. I want you to know that whatever you get, your competitor across the street will receive twice as much. Would you like to be wealthy? You can be very wealthy, but your neighbor will be twice as rich. Do you want to lead a long and healthy life? This you can have, but your neighbor's life will be longer and healthier. You can be famous, have children. You will be proud of whatever you desire. But whatever is granted to you, your competitor will be granted twice as much. The man frowned, thought for a moment and said, all right, my request is this. Strike me blind in one eye. We tend to be cruel and vent our rage against those we secretly envy. If a man has a better garden, he is envied by his neighbors. If he gains a promotion, he is envied by his fellow workers. If he is able to cope with the events so that he lives happily, he is envied by failures. Yet in the end, we can only hurt ourselves with envy. We can only hurt ourselves with envy. And here is our affirmation of the day. I am comfortable with who I am. There's no need for me to be envious of anyone. I am comfortable with who I am. I said it yesterday. I'm okay with that, right? I'm okay with that. That's what I've been having to say a lot. I'm okay with that. How you think I'm okay with that? How you live? I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable with who I am. There's no need for me to be envious of anyone. That's our affirmation of the day. Daily motivations for African-American success uh, to pray our hearts and mind for our our main uh, passage for today, which is going to be coming through the book, Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. Now, this book is a guide for African Amer for black uh, uh, to success for black Americans. It's a, a book here that was uh, recommended by Black Enterprise as a book that's required reading for all African Americans who are committed to uh, the pursuit of happiness and fulfillment. And now we're picking up here, I think you're already in, I believe, chapter five, where we're discussing uh, persistence. By all means, persistence. Today, we're going to read some stories. Right? We're going to read some stories of some, uh, some, some famous, you know, uh, you know, some black historical figures. Dr. Ben Carson, we'll go over him today. We'll go read it to Eddie Robinson today. So I'm excited about what we'll be catching up, to, uh, up with today. The Miracle Worker. Let us read the televisions. The came uh, camera. The television cameras had gone, and Benjamin Carson, M.D., was off the world's front pages, at least temporarily. The media had apparently decided that this that this understated, compassionate young man was a miracle worker. First, he performed a rare brain operation that had saved the life of a hydrocephalic baby still in the womb. Then, in 1987, he was part of a medical team that separated Siamese twins. Born, joined at the skull, and sharing major blood systems in the brain. The operation left each twin alive and intact. The operation left the twins alive and intact. Today, 
Dr. Benjamin Carson is director of a pediatric neurosurgery at the John Hopkins Children's Center in Baltimore, Maryland, a Yale University graduate who has won two of the most prestigious awards in surgery. He is a legend in his field. But just 21 years ago, he was a poor black teenager in inner city Detroit who nearly threw his life away. I had an explosive temper, Dr. Carson, Dr. Carson recalled. It was out of control. When I suspected someone of infringing upon my rights, I went to great lengths to ensure that they suffered as a result. Man, how many of us see this, uh, this right here, explosive tempers in our youth? Explosive tempers. I used whatever was available, a rock, a hammer, or a bottle. One day I stabbed another teenager with a camping knife. Fortunate for, fortunately for me, his belt buckle stopped this knife from penetrating. Trembling and in tears after I realized what I had done, it finally struck me that it had it not been for his belt, I would have probably be either in prison or dead. This was the turning point of my life. Ben Carson was the second son of divorced parents. His mother worked two and sometimes three jobs to keep the family together. More importantly, she worked hard to convince her boys that they could make something of their lives, even if their environment was telling them they couldn't. We got loads of negative input, Dr. Carson remembers, but thankfully our mother offset these negative images with positive words of encouragement. You might say she brainwashed into believing that we can do anything. Oh man, thank God for the mothers, right? Get, get us to believing that we can do anything. What's going on, Mr. Clark? How are you? Thanks so much for joining. So we're hearing about Ben Carson. Now, of course, this is the Ben Carson before, you know, the whole Trump stuff. But OK, let's keep reading. As a part of a specialized educational program in a predominantly white suburban junior high school, Ben did so well in the eighth grade that he won an award as top student in his class, proving what his mother already knew. But his success was short lived when the program ended. After transferring back to the troubled inner city public school, he assumed the dead end ways of his peers. What does that tell us, guys? Man, we need to be careful of our association. My friends were experimenting with all types of drugs and used crime to support their habits. As ridiculous as it seems, their influence began to rub off. Everybody put in the comments on influence. Their influence began to rub off. I started to emulate them. I wanted to be a part of the crowd. Uh-oh. I wanted to be a part of the crowd. Uh-oh. <laughs> Soon his grades and attitude plummeted. And what looked like a bright future began became dim. His mother worked on him constantly and convinced her son that he was headed nowhere fast. After a year, he, he agreed. He soon shifted his focus. He soon shifted his focus and began to apply himself. Focus and apply. In storybook fashion, after three years of hard work, he graduated with honors and won a scholarship to Yale. Let me stop right there. Now, this is very interesting. Uh, he, uh, he was young at this time, but here's the deal. You and I, no matter how old we get, we can always choose to shift our focus and apply. In other words, we can choose to change. It doesn't have anything to do with how old you are. It has everything to do with the choices that you make. You can choose to change. You can change your bank account. You can change your life. You can choose to do it. But guess what he had to do? He had to, he had to shift his focus and apply. One thing was the shift. The next thing was the application. But the Ben Carson story doesn't end there. Pitted against many of the brightest students in the nation while adjusting to a new environment and tough curriculum, Carson had trouble at Yale. 
As a pre-med major, he came alarmingly close to flunking out his first year. I realized I had to manage my time and redouble my efforts. I had climbed so many mountains, overcome so many obstacles. I wasn't going to quit now. This was the attitude that propelled Ben Carson through medical school, interns, internship, into a series of prestigious posts. Dr. Carson looks back over his career and offers the following advice to anyone confronting failure. The big difference between people who succeed and those who don't is not that the successful don't encounter setbacks. Everybody has roadblocks. If you look at obstacles as boundaries that prohibit your progress, then you're going to be a failure. But if you look at them as hurdles, that strengthen you each time you clear one, and you're going to be a success. So Dr. Ben Carson said, man, the biggest difference is really how you look at the obstacles that come your way. Are they roadblocks or hurdles? Are they roadblocks or hurdles? Dr. Carson cleared his hurdles with a combination of persistence, courage, and compassion. He is something of a marvel in the medical profession. He has always resisted the opportunity to earn many times his income in private practice. Instead, he stays in the academic medicine, searching for new challenges. In 1987, just out of curiosity, he read an account of 21 sets of Siamese twins joined at the head whom surgeons had tried to separate. In the majority of these cases, one child survived, but the other died or was mentally destroyed. The problem he saw was a mammoth loss of blood the operation entailed. If he ever involved, was involved in such a case, he would stop the baby's circulation beforehand lower their body temperatures, and then operate. But the chances of this ever seeing, of him ever seeing such a case he thought was minute. Three weeks later, a West German doctor arrived at John Hopkins with the records of a pair of Siamese newborns from his native country. Their mother was unwilling to sacrifice either child to save the other, but no surgeon in Europe knew of any other method to separate them. Dr. Ben Carson was called in to consult. I looked at the charts and the x-rays and said, yeah, I can do this. Everybody put in the console, yeah, I can do this. He looked at the charts and he said, yes, I can do this. Now, this must have been very scary. Because again, we're talking about operating something that hadn't been done before, separating Siamese twins without one of them dying, hadn't been done before. Ben Carson believed that he could do it. Now, I don't know what it is. I don't know what your Siamese twin might be. I don't know what challenge that you might have that you might think, ah, oh, this might be a little difficult. But it's going to start with you saying, I can do this. I mean, this, this took some courage. I mean, this brother, man, I, I looked and I said, man, I think this is the best way to go. I can do this. The operation took 22 tension-filled hours, and for 14 of them, Carson worked as a leading member of a 70-person team some of whom were doctors senior to him. What gave him the courage to step forward and tackle an operation so difficult and brimming with the possibility of favor, of failure, the same quality he discovered earlier in his career. I guess I would have been afraid if I didn't have so much faith in God and my ability to overcome failure. In like manner, you may control your destiny to an astounding degree simply by exercising your privilege of overcoming setbacks and failures. To the same degree that Dr. Ben Carson transformed his life, you too can make life pay off in your term, engaging in the sort of work best suited for you. How? By taking a critical view of your failures and defeats. By taking a critical view of your failures and defeats. Oh, okay. All right. So Mark Anthony's from Detroit here on Facebook Live saying, man, he's, he's familiar with the place that Dr. Ben Carson was raised, it seems like. Hitting the mark 
by failing. Now, how did Grambling University football coach Eddie Robinson hit his mark? By applying the same philosophy, college football's 300-win club consists of only four members. Glenn Pop Warner, Amos Alonzo Stagg, Paul Bear Bryant, and Eddie Robinson. Robinson's record is the cornerstone of a legacy that he built with hard work, sacrifice, and persistence. I'm no secret, say persistence, says Grambling University head, head football coach. People look at my record and are awestruck by the 300 wins. They never realize that I lost more than 100 games. When I began coaching 40 years ago, I did everything to keep the football program going. I did everything I could. I did everything I could. How many guys are willing to do everything you can? He did everything he could to keep just to keep the football program going at Grammy. He mowed and landscaped the grass at the stadium. He repaired equipment and even taped his players' ankles. He did whatever needed to be done. He did whatever needed to be done. Man, oh man. One second, God. I gotta pull this uh this Facebook back up, man. Lord Jesus. Yeah, man. Um, one second, guy. He did whatever needed to be done. It just went out for some reason. So, so the Gremlin uh, coach, football coach, who had 300 wins, he said, man, back in the early days before I was popular, I was doing everything needed to be done. He probably didn't get recognition until he got about 275 wins, something like that, right? So he began coaching 40 years ago. He did everything he could to keep the football program going. He mowed and landscaped the grass in the stadium. He repaired equipment. He even taped the players' ankles. He did whatever needed to be done. Persisting through many tough times was a big part of my job. With more than 350 wins to his credit and currently the all-time leader in college victories, Eddie Robinson knows a good deal about the subject of failure and success. There can be no such thing as a permanent defeat for the man or woman who accepts adversity as a stepping stone to success. Life seems to be have been designed so that every man who achieves great success must first undergo a testing must first undergo a testing period. Sometimes many of them through which he is tested for courage, faith, endurance, and the capacity to overcome. The persistent man never stops to consider whether he is succeeding or not, says Mr. T. Everything must be sacrificed for the for the attainment of the goal. Born Lawrence Turo. On Chicago's south side, he was no stranger to life's recesses. The 10th the of 12 children deserted by their father, he was raised by a loving mother. For the better part of a decade, his family hung on grimly, barely surviving on his mother's sporadic earnings and a monthly welfare, welfare stipend. Home was a three-room apartment in a public housing project. But like many fatherless boys of the Chicago slums, Lawrence was a fighter. This is Mr. T. He refused to succumb to life's difficulties and wasted no time with pity. Thanks to his determination, persistence, and belief in the almighty, Mr. T, as he is now known, earns a handsome income in the world of entertainment and is seen by millions. Adversity was the yardstick by which he assessed his weaknesses. It also provided him an opportunity to balance his shortcomings. Poverty is not a curse. It's a motivator. Poverty is not a curse. It's a motivator. Now notice his perspective on his upbringing. It wasn't a curse. It was a motivator. 
Mr. Tate, adversity and achievement. There are three types of people in the world, said inspirational writer Orson Sweats Martin. There's the wills, there's the wants, and the can'ts. The first accomplish everything, those are the people that will. And the second oppose everything, those are the wants. And the third fail in everything, those are the can'ts. Which one are you? You have the wills who accomplish everything. You have the wants who oppose everything. And you have the can'ts who fail at everything. Dare to make a start. All the best laid plans in the world will not help you as much as conquering the smallest obstacle in your path. And this book will not have served its purpose unless it demonstrates your ability to do so. On every hand, we see those who have turned back, uh, those who have turned back, people who had, who had desire and enthusiasm enough to begin, but were unable to overcome their adversities. Your ability to press on, to persist, to continue long after everyone else has turned back is a good measure of your possible success. Don't be led astray by the so-called odds against you or the obstacles blocking your path. These are old cliches. The doers of the world don't let such considerations deter them. If they had, they would never have become such noble examples. You too have it within yourself to succeed. You too have it within yourself to succeed. Monitor your thoughts. Everybody put in the comments, monitor. Monitor your thoughts and attitudes. Take stock of yourself and your resources. If you're reading this book with the intention of applying the principles it conveys, which we are doing, so those that don't know, we do have a book club as part of a Black Billionaires Club. So we are reading this with the intention of applying that which it is we read. And we meet every Tuesday night in our private group to go over this and then learn the application part. So if you want to be a part of that, join the Black Billionaires Club. You're saying, I, yeah, I want to, I'm not just reading just to read. I'm not just reading to know. I'm reading with the intent to apply. If that's you, and you don't want to do it by yourself, you simply join the Black Billionaires Club. Just go to theblackbillionairesclub.com and join the club. That's a part of what we do, application. Let's take it from knowledge. No one is not good enough, right? It ain't, it ain't if you know better, you do better. That's not true. If you know better, you just know better. Until you do better, you do better. And what's that gap? That's the application of what you know. Applying what you know is the difference. You will discover that the lack that lack of persistence is one of the major causes of failure. While the starting point of all achievement is desire, your desires may either be increased or diminished by the amount of persistence you apply to your goal. As history demonstrates, the lack of persistence is a common weakness in many men and women. Never forget the inspiring words of philosopher and writer Edmund Burke. He that wrestles with us, strengthen us. Our antagonist is our helper. Your trolls are your helper. You're just the people who turn their back on you are your helper. Those who he that wrestles with us strengthens us. Our antagonist is our helper. If you're in need of persistence, build a stronger fire under your goal and stoutly assert your divine right to attain it. Believe you were made for the place you occupy. Hold your head up and put forth your entire energy. Let me ask you this. When is the last time you can recall a goal that you had that you gave it your all? You put your entire energy into this one goal. Now, here's what I find in our community and across the, the, the nation. 
is that people have they they most people don't have goals but the few that have goals they don't put their entirety into that goal some of us have too many goals and then we are spread with all these goals i want to do this i want to do this i want to do this, I want to do this. but there's never any focus to put my entire energy into this one thing until that thing manifests and then i may work on the other goal i see that a lot as well right doing everything but accomplishing nothing but when's the last time you can recall in your life where you had a definite chief aim? This was what you wanted to do. This was your goal, and you gave it your all. No plan B, no plan C, no plan 25 and 60. This was what you wanted to do, and you gave it your all. Put all your energy into it. That's a very, that's a very, very good question because most people. That's going to take them a while. They're going to be thinking, when's the last time I gave something my all? Put all my energy into it. Conquer or be conquered. Now, I think we're going to read this. Oh, hold on. Is that, my, is that it? Oh, that's it. We're going to stop there. <laughs> if you're in need of persistence, build a stronger fire under your goal and stoutly assert your divine right to attain it. Believe you are made for the place you occupy. Hold your head up and put forth your entire energy, okay? What are you willing to put your entire energy into? What are you willing to give your all? What are you willing to say, I'm going to burn the ships behind me and I'm going forward and this is what I'm going forward into? You know, it, it, you know what does it say? Uh, success is my only option. Everybody put it in the comments. So success is my only option. Because I know how 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 much I'm willing to sacrifice to accomplish that which it is that I want. I'm willing to go. I'm willing. I, I'm willing. To, people are gonna talk about me. That's okay. I'm okay with that. People are gonna leave me. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Right? People are not gonna believe in my dream. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm going forward with or without, no matter what. This is what I have set my heart upon, and this is what I will acquire. This is what I will accomplish. Success is my only option. And here's a wonderful, beautiful thing. You really don't have to do it by yourself. You might choose to do it by yourself, but you don't have to do it by yourself. So you, when you get with a group of like-minded people, you realize, damn, there are some other people who can help put fuel into my fire that can help me with some of the ideas to me that accomplish my goal that can connect me to the right resources. Then when you put yourself in the right group, not the crowd, the small group, join the Black Billionaires Club today. <laughs> now, I know we have some issues on Facebook, so we're missing a little bit of the videos on another, it's on another broadcast, but... For those that are here, those that got most of it, what was your takeaway today, right? What did you learn today? What seed of thought was planted in you from the Black Billionaires Club? We heard about the story of Dr. Ben Carson. We heard of the story of Eddie Robinson. We heard a little bit of the story of Mr. T. And they all use persistence, regardless of their upbringing, regardless of their situation, to move forward and accomplish their goals. And now there are people that we can look back in history and say, man, that was pretty remarkable. And if they could do it, I could do it, no matter if I don't have a dad or whatever my upbringing may be. 
while you guys are typing, I want to go ahead and let you know you have an opportunity to join us at the Black Billionaire Club. You can do that tonight. Matter of fact, we're going to be having our business development session where we're talking about how 100 places to get over $100,000 to fund your business. A lot of people need that. But guess what? You got the wills, you got the wants, and you can't. Some will join. Most won't join. And even more, say why they can't join for $10 a month. <laughs> Just simply go to thebackbillionaireclub.com to join the club today. And hopefully we'll see you tonight here as we can tell you to talk about capital for your business. That's our business development session. We'll be picking up on our personal development session, financial literacy classes, and investment education to teach you how to make your money work harder for you than you work for it. We've been going through the book, Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice, a fantastic book. We are more than halfway through, guys. I mean, look how much we got left. We only got this much left. Then we'll be moving to another book. I'll be announcing a new book soon for the book club. And you can follow along with us as well. Affirmation for the day, I'm comfortable with who I am. There's no need for me to be envious of anyone. I am comfortable with who I am. There's no need for me to be envious of anyone. This is New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. You put in a book, we absolutely will find it. Read Rainbow 2.0 with a purpose. Ms. Vivian Reed said, man, the people that doubt you should be your motivation to success. The people who doubt, I'm telling you, I be wanting to prove them wrong. Oh, you don't believe? Oh, let me wait. Just watch me. <laughs> don't believe? Just watch. Hey, guys. Hey, it's been fun, pleasing time, man. We'll, hopefully, we'll be back here, be able to meet with you tomorrow here on the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Go ahead and check out ERGJBlackBazaar.com, ERGJBlackBazaar.com for your book. Uh, the uh, financial literacy book for children. Wesley learns about credit. Teach your children about credit at an early age so they don't be mired in debt as they get older. Hey, I want you to remember this, that it takes a village and it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people. But guess what? That's enough. Now, I pray to God reserve each and every one of you that we'll have an opportunity to meet again tomorrow right here on the New Black Wall Street Book Club. You can catch us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and our podcast, MBWS Book Club. Until tomorrow, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Wall Street. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now, you ain't got to leave the computer. But we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Book Club. Yeah. New Black Wall Street. The New Black Wall Street. Book Club. Book Club.